Hi, I'm Chantal Preston. Welcome to In The Mirror podcast, where I'll be having conversations with people in the top music labels and agencies reflecting on their journey in the music industry. Today on In The Mirror, we're discussing the chronic power of transformation with rising pop star Halston Dare. Her new single, Pinnacle, has that dance feel that is trending all over TikTok and Triller. How does one pull themselves out from a dark place and transform into a sensation that has taken over in music and social media? Halston shares her story of growing into herself with her music, from love to regular life, reminding us that our limitations are placed and removed within ourselves. Like Halston, we've all struggled through this pandemic in our own way. She shares with us how she pulled herself out of depression, changed her circle of influence, and how she continues to focus 200% on herself and her music. It is my pleasure to introduce Halston Dare. So how are you, Halston? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm just doing, just doing what you feel like, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so I want to ask you this question because I would like to get to know you a little bit. Where were you like five years ago? Five years ago, I was, I was 17, 16, 17. When I was 16 and 17, I was in and out of high school, did not really care about my career. I wrote a lot and all I really cared about was writing, hanging out with friends, going to the mall and my boyfriend at the time. Everything. I had no idea of just anything in my life of how to be grateful, how to appreciate, how to work hard, how to focus and be determined. And then when I turned 17, I got shipped out to Nashville to like a magnet school, got a producing deal out of that. And I was writing like crazy, doing music videos, traveling a crap ton. I mean, I was just going and blowing and nothing at that a year later, nothing could get in my way. I mean, I broke up with my boyfriend, left all my friends, went online school. And like the only thing that I could think about was piano, writing, music, and Instagram and social media. And so I was like super determined to get really good at social media, gain a following. And then it was like about two years later that I had really gained a following on Instagram um, and Facebook and then COVID hit. And so it was really hard because it was like all this fast paced work and then everything just plateaued. Mm-hmm. And I was so used to being on a plane every two weeks to LA or Nashville and staying there for two or three weeks and writing and going to meetings and talking about labels and talking about managers and talking about touring and what's the next big step. And then for an entire year, It was, you know, FaceTime writing sessions, FaceTime meetings, FaceTime interviews, and nothing felt like real anymore. Nothing felt like it like had a purpose. It was so hard. But looking back, then I took that so much for granted because I would kill to have that time again where everything was in person and life was just normal. But it's definitely been a long journey for sure. Yeah. <laughs> have you had to do much pivoting during the pandemic? Yeah, actually. A lot of people, I like, think like a lot of musicians found like a lot of motivation and hope. I mean, I'm sure there were, but I know that there also were a lot that, you know, dealt with depression, anxiety, and just like totally life just stopped and 
a very non-positive way. And that was me. Um, I had gone through a breakup, was dealing with some like not so friendly girlfriends Mm -hmm. um, with, you know, parental problems, you know, independence and just girl problems. And then on top of that, I wasn't able to do the one thing that like let me escape reality and feel like whole and feel complete and feel happy. Um, I got so depressed. I hated like FaceTime writing sessions. And then I got into a group actually was like getting used to it, enjoying it, um, accepting it. Uh, But I will say I am so glad that I have been able to travel like in the last two months to Nashville. I haven't been to LA yet. Mm -hmm. Going to Nashville to shoot that photo shoot um, for Pinnacle record pinnacle and have the writing session for pinnacle was just insane and it just felt so thrilling again it was just so nice like everybody in the room was just like so glad yeah it's exciting to like go out I heard that you took like a a two-year break from writing and kind of doing music what caused you to take a little break for yourself I wouldn't say that I took a break from music. I was dealing with really, really bad depression. And I, I mm. wouldn't say years. I would say more like a year okay. was wasted. Almost definitely wasted. Uh, I was in a really, really toxic, toxic relationship. <laughs> Do I know why I stayed for so long? No. And it, was it helpful? No. It made me so depressed. I was so distracted, so depressed. I had lost 30 pounds. I wasn't, I was getting out of bed for maybe five minutes a day for about four to six months. I was just coming home every single weekend just to feel comfort. I was so lonely. I was just broken. I was a broken, sad human being. And so what came with that was I had no motivation to, to do music, no motivation to be a singer, no motivation to post, no motivation to be happy, to write yeah. anything. And so it really wasn't that I took a break. I just couldn't. You needed time for yourself more so. Even if like I really tried, it just like the spark wasn't there. Thank God I got to my senses and I broke up with him finally. And everything just started flooding in and life just started transforming. And then I met my boyfriend and then I met a new friend. I moved out of Nashville and started working with a new team and started traveling out to LA and started writing even crazier things. And it was just like life transformed after him. Thank God. But I really transformed into the writer that I am today after taking that year long pause from writing and my writing style changed completely and like so much for the better because Mm -hmm. I started writing more, you know, openly and more transparent as before I was a little guarded of what exactly I wanted to say. Now I will say whatever, however, I'm feeling and what I'm wanting to express. And there's like no remorse. There's no shame. There's nothing. It is just me. I'm singing my heart. I'm singing my brain, my life. And that's what you're going to get. I would take that over a lie any day. Where you were doing a lot of co-writes, writing by yourself. How often would you say you were writing in the last few years? I don't really do it anymore. 
um, as I just like, I, I really have a hard time trusting myself sometimes when I'm writing by myself. And so I don't do it as much anymore. Sometimes I do, but I used to like be up at like three and four in the morning, just randomly writing stuff. <laughs> and like I would wake up from a dream and then I'd start writing. It'd be really wow. cool. And, uh, and then I would, uh, I would have lots of co-writes and I love co-writes now because I just love bouncing ideas off of other humans and other humans' brains. It's just, cool. it's very fun and very fascinating and interesting of what comes about. Um, I think one of my favorite writers to write with is Michelle Buzz or Shane Stevens. One of the funnest producers to be with is Jordan Sapp or Michelle Buzz as well. I definitely don't write as much as I used to because... I don't have as much downtime anymore. And I really, I don't know. I don't find as much joy writing at three and four in the morning, unless if it is an instant spark that comes to me, I don't like myself. And honestly, it's not fun for me anymore to just like force myself to start writing or just like think of something and go off of it. Mm -hmm. I naturally will already do that. I'm not going to put myself in a position to force something that is not naturally flowing through my body and brain and heart and soul. I love writing sessions because I'm preparing for days or even weeks for this natural magic to happen. And I usually go to the writing session completely unprepared, nothing writing wise, nothing prepared mind wise, but I wing it basically. Like I literally walk into the, and the first thing that I bounce off of my head is what I write about. And I go with that. I would rather create creativity than bring past residual feelings and old magic into a beautiful space. Well, it seems like you write when you're inspired and you like the co-writing. Yeah, they kind of spark you to to bring out the best in you, it seems like. Yeah, no, they definitely do. Definitely. (laughs) That's the fun part about it is that I don't feel alone. And I feel like everybody's just mentally connected. That's great to hear. Like you've re- recently released singles like Teach Em, Pinnacle, Whenever I Was Little. What does your music mean to you? My music means everything to me because I'm sharing experiences and I'm legitimately sharing stories with my audience and fans. Like Teach Em is about a time where I wrote it the day after I wrote Replace You. I was in a fight with my boyfriend and I was so tired of teaching him how to love me correctly. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, my God, I'm not going to beg a man to love me the way that I deserve. You should know. You should be able to look at me and know what I deserve. So teach them is all about like, man, if you really want to be with somebody, you got to end up having to teach them how to love you because nobody's going to really ever know unless if they're just the most emotionally intelligent person on this planet. And Pinnacle is like a song that I wrote about completely that I've never written about. It's sexual and it's physical and it's really deep and romantic. And it talks about all the, it like, it's like a filter of everything sexually that people don't like really talk about in pop music and you'll find that in rap you'll find that in r&b but like the real pop mainstream it's like always just like yeah everything's just lovey-dovey nothing's ever really sexual so i kind of put a filter over it but pinnacle is really talking about like the heightened senses and feelings that you go through in a relationship whenever i was little is a song that was sparked off about me being heartbroken over an argument that I was in with one of my boyfriends at the time. And I just remember like sitting in the writing session with Michelle and being like, 
I remember when I was little, I used to think that I would never let a guy break my heart. I would grow up and I'd be successful. I'd grow up and I'd never have fights with my parents and I would just be a straight A student and I would never get in trouble. I would never go to jail. I would never do. And you grow up kind of still innocent like you were when you were little. No, no, not at all. Like I grew up completely different than I thought I would. Some yeah, yeah. first, you know, Um, But whenever I was little, it was inspired off of just like reminiscing of my childhood and my childhood thoughts and thinking like either where did it all go wrong or how the hell did this all happen? I love that. I can relate to that because I I also love to write on based on my own experiences as well. And when something happens and you get that burst of inspiration from something that happened to you, like the music is just so real. It's not just part of who you are. It is who you are. What are some of your goals or things you hope to accomplish with your music? I want to accomplish hitting a million streams on each song. I want to accomplish hitting 500,000 followers on Instagram and TikTok. Um, I want to be able to go on a United States tour and then follow that with a worldwide tour. Um, Whether it's my tour or opening up for somebody, I want to hit radio, but big time radio. And I either want to collab with one of my idols or open up for one of my idols, which that would be nice. Dua Lipa, Sasha Sloan, Ava Max, Julia Michaels, The Weeknd, yeah. oh, uh, freaking Halsey. Yeah, that's cool. What's some advice you want to share like for other artists like yourself that are trying to break it into the pop scene? Advice that I have for aspiring singers and musicians and writers is don't hold back, do it have fun, create something, be different, be original in your own way. And sometimes that might be being plain Jane, or that might be you wearing a meat dress or whatever, and do what you want to do. Because the only person that's going to stop you from getting you where you need to be is you. Totally. Um, it's not going to be the person that tells you no. It's not going to be the label that told you no. It's not going to be the manager that doesn't want to work with you anymore. It's not going to be the friends that don't support your music. It's going to be you because at the end of the day, everybody's still going to go on with their lives and you're back at home in your wallows and sorrow and sadness. Do you, th- do you think that there's certain elements in a pop song that kind of need to be there? Like for other you know, people like, like myself, actually, I'm, I'm trying to go a little bit more towards the pop direction and I'm a singer songwriter. So when it comes to like maybe recording, like, is there certain elements that need to be there? I don't think so. It's whatever inspires you, whatever you feel like needs to happen. Every, every artist is different. Every songwriter is different. I mean, my writing process and my singing process might be completely different than yours. Follow what you need to get done. Follow what you need to feel is going to be magic. And it's there. It's created in your own way, in your own beautiful way. Mm -hmm. Find your own path. Yeah. Do you have any goals for this year with your music? Anything else you're working on? Um, I'm just going to continue releasing music, continue growing my fan base. Everything else, I don't really know what's going to happen because I don't really know what 2021 is going to look like. I don't know if touring is going to come around. I don't know if radio is going to really come back. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to know, eh? Yeah, so it's hard to know, but I do know I'm just going to focus on releasing more music. Mm-hmm. I also noticed that you have a lot of videos on TikTok. And you're kind of very consistent with, with that. Do you feel like there's opportunity with TikTok that other art, like artists should be promoting their music that they might not have the same opportunities 
with other social media platforms? It's very hard to become a, you know, musician on TikTok because it's like there's so well, many people doing it. Yeah, like the right video won't go viral, but the wrong video will go viral. Like eating <laughs> like sometimes because you just can't pick and choose. Um, but that's life. But I still continue to use the platform. I love the platform personally uh, when it comes to just like using. It's one of my favorite platforms to use personally. There's just hilarious videos, lots of educational videos. Business-wise and for my career, it's a a pain in the ass for sure. (laughs) Pain in the ass just because it takes so much work to like create the videos and that sort of thing? No, not at all. It's just a pain in the ass because it's just there's so many people on it and I'm sure a lot of unknown musicians feel that the same as well Mm, I see I see okay what are some things that you think that maybe helped you push your career forward probably my team my team they have my back a lot remind me who I am keep me going keep me focused keep me running and uh, create opportunities for you as well yeah for sure Um, And so if I didn't have them, I think I'd feel really lost for sure. Mm -hmm. So they kind of help you and direct you on what to release and they're your co-writing and they're Mm -hmm. just like your whole support system to, to get you where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. For sure. Cool. Well, by the way, I just want to say, I love your voice. Like I've been listening, your song's been stuck in my head. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to get it stuck in people's heads for sure. Yeah, that's, that's when you know you have something special that's stuck in someone's head, right? <laughs> My last question I have for you is, looking in the mirror on your journey so far, what is the significant action or change you took that helped you get to where you are today? I don't know if I'm there yet. <laughs> oh, I think probably not going to college. Mm. Gosh, I feel like, feel happy for a lot of people that go and like they actually like strive because of it. And I feel really, really bad for a lot of musicians that go and just totally Mm. waste their money. Just because they had, like, they felt like they had to go to college when maybe it's not what they wanted to do. You cannot teach creativity. You cannot teach intuition. You cannot teach somebody how to sing. Like, you can teach somebody how to perform. You can teach somebody the music business. You can teach somebody, you know, social media. You can't teach somebody how to write unless of that intuition and that creativity and that brain is already instilled in your body. That comes from the soul. You can't, you can't go to school for that. And like, I'm so glad I didn't go to college. Like the only thing that I miss that like I wish I would have gone it's just the parties (laughs) and I have like I literally while I was living in Nashville was best friends with one of the presidents at Lambda Chi and and, uh, Pike I can't remember the name but but definitely Lambda Chi and uh, he he became my best friend and I legitimately went to frat parties all the time every weekend for like a year straight so I got my college experience that I needed and damn they would be like damn, I have so much homework to do tonight. Or like, oh, I've got this 10 page paper. I'd be like, so glad I'm not you. <laughs> so after no. high school, you had the option like to go to school and you decided not to because you wanted to pursue a career in music. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm kind of the same way. Actually. I had a lot of people tell me, Hey, go to school. You need a backup plan. I said, F that I don't need a backup plan. My number one plan is music. And that's what I'm focusing on. So it was kind of the same with yeah. you. Yeah, you pick yeah. music and you decided to go that direction. And hey, by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, my yeah. dad told me, 
go take music lessons, go play in bars five days a week, go record music. Like, yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying. Like school isn't the only option. If you go out and you do it and you make it happen, then more power to you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, So you're happy you didn't go to school and you're happy with the path you chose. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you again. Congrats on all the success. I wish you nothing but the best. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I want to thank my guest, Halston Dare, for the great conversation. The elimination of limitation and wider range perspectives are truly crucial to coming out on top in a transformative period. It's difficult to gauge the light coming at the end of the tunnel, but Halston's passion and story is an evident reminder that remaining true to yourself will make each aspect thrive. Not every journey is the same. The path that is set for one person is not always the plan that will work for another. We set goals in our minds based on what we feel in our hearts and remind yourself today that the path you chose for yourself was the right one for you. Be sure to check out the results of Halston's transformation with her newest release, Pinnacle, on our Holler playlist and try your hand in the dances on Triller. If you have a moment to give the podcast a rating, a comment on what you think of the podcast so far, and hit subscribe to hear more episodes. I'm Chantelle Preston. You're listening to In The Mirror, and we'll see you next time.